I tell you what, God's wanting to move here tonight. There's no doubt about that. And I just appreciate everyone that's here in the presence of the Lord. Just excited for Sunday, excited for a night. I'm telling you, there's uh, several, several new ones supposed to be here this weekend. It's I talked to today just making plans. So just, just pray God would do mighty works in the house of God. He has been, hasn't he? Just looking for more. And uh, I know God has just challenged us to reach out in faith and believe. And God's going to do great things. Amen. Don't you believe that? Let's go to the bar, uh, book of Mark, chapter number three. Chapter number three. I want to read one verse here. Verse number 27. Praise God. Aren't you glad we have a, the word of God? I'm telling you, it's such an awesome, isn't it? Hallelujah. So glad we have a base to go back to. Chapter three and verse number 27. Very familiar scripture here. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Amen. And I want to preach just a little bit here tonight, if I can, on devouring the spoil of the strong man. Devouring the spoil of the strong man. I want to go to an Old Testament story that all we're all familiar with, and that is the that strong man, Samson. Samson was a strong man, wasn't he? You know, we look at him, we think he's a strong man because he had big muscles because he had such a supernatural uh, beginning and things that, everything that went along with Samson. But I'll tell you what made him a great man, and that was the anointing of God. It was a touch of heaven on his life. And I want you to know every man that's been touched by God, every boy, girl, lady that's been touched by God, anointing of God's touched their life in any way, you're a mighty man. You're a mighty person. God is such, his power is so great and it's unending, isn't it? The power of God is so good and so powerful. That's what makes a difference in a human life. You know that? You can, it don't matter who you are. If I'm telling you what, until you find that place with God, you touch him, you become that born again child of God. You've never knew power like that day. Praise God. I'm so thankful tonight that I'm, I feel like I'm preaching to people that's been touched by God's power and you know what it is to, uh, to feel God and to know God and to, uh, isn't it awesome to know God? Praise God, hallelujah. You know, you talk to people and it's unfortunate that people sometimes admit they've never been to church in their life. They've never been around. They've never felt a Holy Ghost move in the song sung, hallelujah, under the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel sorry for those people, don't you? I'm so glad tonight that we're in the house of God and we're feeling his presence. And I want you to know God does it. He, he, uh, he pours out his power where, he's, uh, where he is welcome. There's many places that's pushed that back and I won't get into that, you know, and that's a sad day. I want. I tell you what. I, whatever I have to do, if I've got to come to church walking on my head, I want to do whatever I've got to do to feel God's power. Do you hunger that much? Hallelujah! I believe we are to hunger so much that we would do anything to feel His power in our lives. 
And I believe that's where we're at tonight. There's hunger in the house. You feel the hunger of people as they testify, as they talk, as they sing, and as they begin to proclaim what God's done. There's a hunger. Aren't you glad that there's hearts that's touched by the anointing of God? And here we are tonight enjoying another time in the presence of God. Samson here was a special man in the Bible. You know, and I want to look at his calling. There's something here the Lord wants to speak to us about. You look at his calling, and I, want to, I don't want to take time to read all that, but most know and familiar with the story of Samson. If you haven't read that in a while, go back and read that. It's a really good Bible reading. He had a really awesome calling. He had a visitation there even before his birth. The, the visitation come to his parents that he'd be a special child. He'd be a child that is moved on of God. And, uh, and gave some stipulations and ways to raise him. Aren't you glad for parents that take time to raise their kids right? Aren't you glad that there's parents here that's brought children to the house of God? Praise God. And then, you know, it didn't stop there. And when he was born, well, even as before he's born, the Bible said that that angel came down and, and they, they uh, began to offer sacrifice to God and they, and they, uh, they fed and that angel, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of stipulation there, but that angel done wonders in their sight. If you'll remember that, he done wonders and, and things that just uh, beyond their imagination. It was such a visitation of God. I want you to catch that right there. Such a wonderful visitation of God. I want you to know when God touched your life for the very first time, it was an awesome, wonderful visitation of God. Such a supernatural way that he touches our lives when we don't deserve him, when we have nothing to offer him, when we come with empty hands, uh, dirty hands, dirty feet, uh, you know, just full of sin. Uh, we have nothing to give the son of God. Uh, but you know what? The visitation that he comes to us uh, in those hours of depression deprived, sinful state of man. That's an awesome visitation of God. You know that? Don't ever take it light when you feel God's touch. Don't ever take it light when you're in a service and you feel his hand of conviction and, and, a, and, and a moving of his power on our lives. It's a supernatural visitation. It comes to every human being. And this angel here does all kinds of things. And think of that, you know, that voice that called to, to his, his dad, Manoah. And those that day, that voice was so awesome voice of God that reached out to them. Aren't you glad for the voice of God that reached out for us? You know, and he, he's done so much for us. You know, and God does done, done so many things here. And his calling was so supernatural, seemed like. But I want you to know, even though he had a supernatural calling, even though it seemed like he had just an extra spoonful of gravy on his plate, even though it seemed like he just had a little extra star crowned on his head, it did not keep Samson from going to the place that he found himself bound and found that his house was being spoiled by the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. Help me, Lord, right here. I want you to know it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how much your name means. It doesn't matter how how many times you went to the house of God. It don't matter how many days I hear people talk about sleeping on pallets with people shouting around them. You know what? That doesn't matter really. It doesn't matter what kind of beginning we have. 
It doesn't matter what kind of heritage we have with God. This may be the very first service you ever are in the presence of God. Probably not, but I want you to know it doesn't make any difference. Even with all this special calling, we find Samson being bound, the strong man being bound. Hallelujah. I tell you, my friend, that kind of puts us all in the same boat right there. I want you to know, friend, don't ever get to the place that you think you're above being fallen. Don't ever get to the place that you think you can stand by yourself. Don't ever get to the thing, the place that you somehow are moved with pride and think you're such a spiritual giant because you know what? If it's not for God's grace, it's not for God's mercy, it's not for his keeping power, every one of us would find ourselves in great bondage even right now tonight. You'd plunge into abyss of sin that you could not even swim out of if it wasn't for his grace that's renewed every morning. If it wasn't for his mercy that touches us every day, that kiss of heaven of mercy. Aren't you glad for his mercy? Aren't you glad for his grace that looks down to the common man and says, hey, I'm going to help you again. Hallelujah. I'm going to forgive you again. I'm going to pick you back up again. I'm going to set you up on the path again. I'm telling you, it didn't make no difference that he had a calling that was so so out of the ordinary. He was still, he, he come to that place. And let's look at that right there just a little bit. Let's look at the challenge that he had. He had an awesome calling, but he had a challenge in his life. He had a challenge. I want you to see that uh, just because he seemingly had a supernatural beginning, it did not. Uh, it did not stop Satan from coming against his life. It did not stop the onslaught uh, of, of the temptation. Uh, yeah, it, it happened to him just like it does anybody else. Uh, it suddenly seemed like that Samson was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It suddenly seemed like you know the Bible says Samson went down to Gaza. And he saw there a harlot. All of a sudden, when his eyes fixed upon that lady, hallelujah, something began in his life that Samson, it took him years and years and years to, to get a hold of. And really, it brought him all the way down to the day he died. You know what? A great struggle started in his life that day. A great struggle started in his heart. You know what? Uh, he, he tried. He'd go back. Uh, you know, he'd done this and done that, but all oh, that struggled. It even started before that uh, when he went here and Tim Nath. Uh, you know, he began to do things. Uh, oh, there was a struggle inside his heart. Uh, hallelujah. Something was uh, going on in the inside of him. Uh, and Samson, even though he was a strong man, uh, there was something that was trying to bind him uh, because the Bible declared uh, if, he was, if he does not get bound, then he's spoiled does not get begin spoiled. In other words if you don't bind the strong man the thief can never come in he can never steal, he can never destroy. Hallelujah there's always somebody I'll tell you what the strong man has to be bound before they rob the house oh yeah praise God Samson began here and I, you know you know the story how he began playing with that that sin, how he began to be tempted, you know, and you want to shake him. You want to grab him out of the scripture and just shake him by the nap of his neck, don't you? But you know, it's really just like us. It's just like us. Hallelujah. All them, does, uh, first of all, it was those, it was those, uh, that struggle, that green with 
And really what that was was just a, uh, it, was, it was probably a moist gut. It's probably what it was that they made bowstring out of. But before it was dried, the Bible said it was green. It hadn't been dried out yet. You know, and it was, and it was very strong, very strong. And uh, it's probably that. Uh, you know, it could have been a couple different things. Depends on what was in that uh, at time, uh, word, uh, that word was mean at the exact time. But re- uh, regardless of what exactly it was, it was, it was a binding there. And we know that that wasn't it. It moved forward. It was new rope next. Uh, and they bound, that she bound you with a new rope. Uh, it wasn't that, but it got closer than that. He began to weave those seven locks of his hair. Getting close, isn't it? All the time. You know what? There's a great struggle going on in his heart all this time. Uh, could you imagine how he began to go in there uh, and she began to do this? You know, it's so obvious what was going on. Uh, it would have just took a crazy man not to realize what was going on. Uh, I'll tell you what, he knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. He wasn't a dummy. He knew that she was tricking him. He knew, but there was something inside of him that told himself uh, it had to be that I've got this all in control. I've got all of this in control. Preacher, I got it all in control. I've got everything, I, I can handle this. I can take care of this. And he kept on with the struggle. He kept on, tell you what, uh, it, was a, it was a strong man and it wasn't Delilah. It was an enemy of his soul that was trying his best. He knew if he could ever get Samson bound, uh, then he could come in and destroy what God had done for him. Uh, it could t- he could strip the anointing out of his life. Uh, he could strip the blessings of God out of his heart. Uh, he could destroy what God meant for his life life to be. He can do all kinds of things. And so he kept trying to bind him. He kept trying over and over. And Samson knew what was going on. He had, he had to have been a, 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 just a plain old ignorant person not to know. But he knew. Hallelujah. Yeah, he knew. But he thought he had it all in control. I'll tell you what. Oh, that challenge was so strong in his life. He kept trying to win. He kept trying to struggle. But somehow he'd go back to the very same thing and try to struggle with it again. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing how we go back to the same things and we struggle with those same things over and over again, not even, not even realizing that the enemy was taking another step every time, just another, just a little bit further with us every time. And I'll tell you what, we go back and struggle with those things over and over and over. i tell you, but oh, the devil's not playing games with us. He's playing for keeps, friend. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, I need the Lord to help me right here. Praise God. And you know what? He felt like he was in, he, he felt like he was in control. You know, sometimes we come, we come that way. We come for prayer. You know, we, we, come, we come praying for certain things. Uh, you know, and uh, we, we'll pray for this need. And I pre, I've said this a few times here lately. And uh, hallelujah. But, you know, we'll come and we'll pray for this certain thing. Uh, and we want God to touch us in this area right here. But the really thing God wants to do is he wants to help us with that great struggle 
that he knows that if we don't get help with, his time is going to come and moments are going to pass and it's going to ultimately come to the place where that area of our life is going to be the destruction of our soul. Hallelujah. Oh, let me preach to you just for a few minutes right here. You know what? God would love to heal our bodies and I'm not belittling praying for the sick. God would love to touch you. God would love to give you a new job. God would love to give you a brand new car. But you know what God's really concerned about? He's really concerned about that gray struggle right there because he knows that if you don't get help in that struggle, that that will ultimately destroy your soul. And so God, he, yeah, he tries to comfort us when we come to him and pray and we come to him and ask him to pay the electric bill and all the fix a flat tire and put her, you know, and make me love my wife more and my, you know, my, you know, whatever. And I'll tell you what, but really what God's wanting to do, he's wanting to heal that part of our lives that he knows that the enemy is going to destroy us in. Oh, I need to preach to some hearts right here. I feel a burden for some lies. You know what the truth of the matter is? You know what the deep struggle is. And you know the devil's got you there. But somehow in your mind, you really think you've got it under control. I just got to preach the way that God's dealt with me here tonight. And I'll tell you what, I want to see some hearts get free in this place tonight. Praise God. But the truth of the matter is, you know, sometimes we come to church and we put on a nice face. We're courteous. You know, we'll even shake hands with people. We'll even smile at people. But you know what? We get off by ourselves or get around our family at home. And boy, you just let the wrong word get said. You just let the wrong temperature hit. You just let the wrong attitude. You just catch me in a bad mood. And you're really going to find out what I'm really like. Well, I feel that. Lord, begin to deal with me. There's hearts. Yeah, they come to church. Yeah, we look, we look the good part to somebody else. We put on a pretty face. We keep it all in check. We say the right things. We're courteous at the right moments. But oh, what do we like when we're not at church? What do we like when somebody says the wrong thing to you? What do we like? Oh, I know how it is. I've been around people that's done that and flew off the handle and they're like, you know what? He should have never said that to me. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, oh, God's wanting to touch that struggle in our hearts. You know, it doesn't matter, but sometimes we get to the place where we just keep on being that person. We keep on indulging in that thing. We keep on falling in this temptation. We keep on, oh, hallelujah, engaging in this relationship. And all the time God's saying, hey, I come to heal you, yes. I come to bless you, yes. But what I really come to do is set you free from that struggle right there. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. I come to set you totally free. I come to set you free at the church house and that you can still walk free at the house. Hallelujah. You can still walk free when somebody says the wrong thing to you. You can still be free when you're by yourself. You can still be free when you're facing the worst enemy of your life. Oh, I need a priest to some hearts here. You're living on the fringes of faith. You're just living on the just a small benefits. And God said, hey, salvation's a lot more than that. God's, I'm, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm able to set you totally free. Hallelujah. I want you to know somebody that lives that two-faced life is the most miserable person in the world. 
Hallelujah. You say, boy, I just lose my temper sometimes. Dear friend, let God deliver you from that. I just get mad at my wife sometimes, and I just say a few things I shouldn't say. Dear God, friend, get somewhere and pray through that God saves you. Come on now. Come on. Woo. I feel the Lord here tonight. You need to get a hold of God. It means more than that. It means more than just living halfway. Oh, help me, Lord. I'm telling you what, uh, sometimes we're sitting in a dark place uh, and we're bound up in areas uh, and the devil's making a highway right through our minds. Uh, he knows just how to trip you up. Uh, he knows just how to uh, tick you off. Uh, he knows just how to pull your string. Uh, and he does it when he wants to. He does it when he wants to. And really admit to me, he does it after you have a good service, don't he? He does it after you pray, you hear a good message somewhere. He does it after you worship to a good worship song. Uh, I'll tell you what, the devil's having heyday in our lives. Uh, and God said, hey, it's high time uh, that you hear my voice. Uh, it's a voice that said, there is freedom. Uh, there is freedom. Uh, there is relief. Uh, there is relief. Let's be honest here. Let's talk Texas talk. What good did it do for Samson to break those ropes? Yeah, it was a great feat. Probably a normal man couldn't do it. You know he couldn't. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he gave him strength to do it. What good did it do to break them ropes? What did, good did it do to break those whists? What good did it do to shake that weaving of that hair out and get up and destroy and get up and grab the gates and what good did it do you know what that's the way we are we come and we seem like we we gain a few grounds and we're all happy and you know we want everybody to think we're doing great but deep down we know that struggle's there and we know there's something there that we lose at every time we know that there's something there that we are devoured every time at. You know why you're devoured is because a strong man, he has you sitting in the house of bondage. He has chains about you. He has cords that wrap you. Yeah, I know you come and worship. I know you jump up. I know, but oh, all he's got to do is move in that mind. And all of a sudden you grab that phone and you begin to look at things that you wish you'd have never seen after you get done. Come on now. You go down an uh, you go down a, a road again, and all of a sudden you're indulging in something you shouldn't do, and you're sorry for it afterwards. Uh, but the devil, you know what he's doing? He's laughing at you. He don't care if you come to church. He don't care if you get up and testify. He don't care if you shout around the front. He don't care if you get up and sing as pretty as everybody else. Just as long as he's got that stronghold, you know why? Because he knows he's proven himself over and over and over. How many years ago was this right here? How many years has he practiced? How many souls, how many people that had an awesome beginning with God, how many people's been touched with the anointing of God that's been devoured by the Satan because he had that stronghold and he bound those hands and he bound that heart. Woo, hallelujah. I'm telling you what, God's bigger than that. He's big enough to deliver you tonight. He's big enough to set somebody free. He's big enough to tear the chains off that the devil wraps around our lives. Don't settle with that defeat. I said, don't settle with that defeat. Let me clarify myself here. Every one of us has temptations every day. And I guarantee you, you probably fight the same temptation you've always fought. 
I'm not ta- I'm not telling you you're you're a sinner for and you're I'm not really I didn't mean to even call anybody a sinner. But I mean I mean just say this. You're not bound for being tempted of the same thing over and over and over. You're bound when you indulge in that sin over and over and over. Praise God. Hallelujah. We see his challenge. We see his challenge. Listen to me. There's one more. Let's look at his courage. I can't leave you there. Let's look at his courage. I've painted it just as bad as I could paint it. Hallelujah. I could preach it more if I need to, but I think you get the picture. Hallelujah. And I know how you feel. I know how we feel because I'm telling you, I've been there so many times myself. I can't stand up here and act like I'm perfect because I've dealt with the bondage of the I've been a strong man that's been bound in the black, dark room. Hallelujah. Had to smile at everybody else. Even walk to a pulpit and try to preach at times, knowing that the devil had me somewhere in some area of my life. Let's look at his courage, though. The Bible says he come all the way down. They had his eyes put out. Yeah, they had him grinding in the place of an animal, grinding, walking around that stone mill, blind, bound. You know what? Don't you know he got so sick of hearing people laughing at him? Don't you? I'll tell you the truth. He probably got so sick of people praying for him. Could you imagine that? I don't know if he even hurt anybody, but you could imagine how we are. We're in that place, and we seem like we're to the place that we're almost beyond help. We've done, we've done, we've done, suffered year after year after year after year with these same struggles, and we've been bound so long that we're now got to the place we can't see no way out. We can't see no hope. Hallelujah! We can't see any any brighter days. It's all doom and gloom. It's all darkness. It's all, it's all shame. It's all just defeat. That's the way he felt. I could just imagine maybe heard somebody crying and praying for him. Don't you know he got tired of people feeling sorry for him? Hallelujah. That was almost as much misery. I know I've been in sin. I know what it is to hear people pray for you. And you're like, man, I wish you'd just quit praying for me. I just don't feel like there's any hope. I just wish. Just pray for somebody else, you know. You know? That just desperate place. Maybe heard people make fun of him. I don't know. I wonder how many people looked at him and thought, boy, that's a pitiful waste right there. Boy, he'll never be anything different, will he? Look at him. Oh, man, if he just learned. But unfortunately, we don't always learn, do we? You know, I wonder if there's any hearts there tonight. You've done suffered the struggle so much that you're to the place that you don't really even see a different lifestyle. You really don't even, you can't even envision a time where you was beyond that struggle. You can't even envision a time that you could let go of that and you could be set free of that. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you look at Samson. Here he is in that pitiful shape and all of a sudden Samson, the Bible says, verse 28 says, Samson called upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And said, oh, Lord God, remember me. I pray thee, strengthen me. I pray thee. I'll stop right there. Oh, I'll tell you what, something. Come over that man. 
in that place of the lowest that he'd ever been in his life. But he had enough backbone left to cry out to God that he knew that would hear him. In fact, in fact, we don't even read about no revelation here that he's got. He prays and then he gets the lad. He says, come here, son. Lead me over to the post. He knew God was going to answer his prayer. I want you to know, friend, when you get to the place that God's all that you have, with these all that you're going to rely upon. You don't have nowhere else to turn. Hallelujah. And you get to the place that you know you can't do it by yourself. And you know you've tried over and over and over. And you can't do it by yourself. And you make up your mind in that final place right there. Hallelujah. I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. And I know he's going to hear me. Praise God. I want you to know this man had some backbone left. You know what that tells me when I'm at my lowest state. Hallelujah. All I I've got to do is whisper a prayer and God's going to come to where I'm at. He's going to come to where I'm at. Oh, I want to preach to somebody right here. I painted as black as I can, but I'm not going to leave you there. Hallelujah. Because there's a place of freedom. All you got to do is get to the place at all. You realize that if I'm going to get out of here, it's going to take God. If I'm going to get past this, it's going to take a touch from the master's hand. If I'm ever going to see another day, it's going to take another, it's going to take God moving in my heart in a miraculous way. I tell you what, it don't count now what happened at birth. It don't don't count now all the times that he slew the Philistines. It don't count now all the times that he done all those things and the power of God. No. He needed God so desperate now. All those things were in the past. I tell you what, you can't live on yesterday's revival. You can't live on yesterday's touch. It's time to call out to God and say, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of this blindness. I'm tired of being bound. I'm tired of being laughed at by my enemy. God, would you please deliver me out of this place? And all of a sudden, God moved for him. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. I can't, I gotta read this. You go all the way to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. We know what that is. That's the hall of faith right there. That's where the Bible starts talking about Moses and Elijah and all these men that's went on before us. All these men that's conquered, all those men that's went through horrible things uh, and by the power of God subdued enemies. Uh, hallelujah, brought kingdoms down, fought mighty wars. Uh, hallelujah, and all uh, the faith that they had uh, and the reward they now, uh, the reward they enjoy, but it didn't stop there. You read down Hebrews 32. Oh, I like this. Uh, and he said, he said all this uh, and he can't even name everybody. Uh, and then he gets this, he says, uh, oh, then what shall I say more? Or more safe, for, for time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll tell you what, something stirred my heart when I read that word right there Samson in the hall of faith. Oh, yeah. There was a man in the lowest point of his life. Everybody else said, No, there's no hope for him. I know his lifestyle. I know he's got failure. He cannot conquer that temptation. He can, oh, I'll tell you what. All Things are possible through Christ. I tell you what, all you got to do is get to the place where you're sick and tired of being bowed. You're sick and tired of grinding at all sins a meal. And you're saying, I'm coming to the place that I want God to deliver my soul. Hallelujah. And God will answer. 
answer your prayer and bring you out of that place. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Woo, I could preach some more, but I'm quitting. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Precious Lord, I've done my best to deliver the burden of my heart tonight, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that your power would settle in this house right now, God. Lord, praise God. I pray, Lord, that your anointing would flow through this building. You know the hearts that you're speaking to. You know the hearts that you're wanting to deliver right in this house tonight. I pray you set us free, God, by your spirit and by your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, we're fixing to make an altar here. Whew, hallelujah. I know I preached a little fast. And I should have slowed down. It's hard to do. Whoo, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're in the place tonight. You know what? It'd be easy just going back home. Nothing changed. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing different. It'd be easy just go right back to the rut you've been living in. It'd be, go, it'd be easy just go right back to the mindset. And you know what? It may, it may be something totally different than what I said, that you know that the devil's, he's brought you back to that same rut over and over and over again. And it's almost a place now that you've just accepted it. I'll just pray for others. I'll just live past that. Everybody, you know. But I'm telling you what, God's not satisfied with that. That's not his plan. His plan is to set you totally free. I tell you what, I may be talking to people that's been Christians a long time. I may be talking to teenagers right here that you just cannot get past. And you know God's got anointing on your life. And you know there's a calling there. And you know there's a beckoning from the throne of heaven. Hallelujah. And the truth of the matter is, you don't want nothing more than to feel his anointing flowing through your life. You don't want nothing more than to stand before his people and, and preach his word. You don't want nothing more to be in the calling, whatever it is that God has anointed you. You want it so bad. But the devil has got a stronghold there. I'm telling you what, don't take the tuck head. Don't say, oh me, I wish nobody, I don't want nobody saying. I, you know what? I believe he got to the point he didn't care who seen him. He's standing in a big old huge crowd. And he's there for them to laugh at. He's there for them to mock. That's the only reason he's there. Because they brought him to make sport of him. But you know what? He got to where he didn't care who was around. Hallelujah. He began to call on his God. And the Bible says more died at that time than ever before in his life. He revenged. God brought the revenge upon his enemy. I want you to know there's a part of you that can die that never has to live again. Never has to live again. Oh, I feel the Lord here. Hallelujah. I wonder tonight, is there anybody that's got the guts of Samson in this place? Is there anybody got the guts of Samson? It says, hey, I know what the devil's trying to do. And I know what he's done. 
And you know, I'm to the place, I don't care if anybody thinks I'm the most guilty in the world. I'm to the place that I am sick and tired. And I know, I know without a doubt that God's the only thing that can break the stronghold. And right now, the devil's devouring spoil from your house that God's meant for you to have. Anybody got the guts of Samson? You step out of your seat tonight and say, Preacher, that's me. You come up this front. Hallelujah. Precious Lord. Oh, surely there's some more honest hearts here tonight. Young people, are you there? You say, I'm coming tonight and I want God to break these chains. I want God to break me and set me free. You know what? There's people right now, pride is winning again in your heart. I said, pride, you know good and well that God is speaking to you. And these, these, oh, hallelujah. You know good and well that God is would deliver you if you just had the guts to step out of your pew and come up here and believe the Lord. How about it? Somebody else? I know I preached it hard tonight. I know I preached it stiff. I'm telling you what, God's meaning business with you right here in this house. How about it? How about it? Come on, come on, somebody else. Thank God for these that's come. God's gonna work a work right here. There's no doubt. God bless his honesty. Come on. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Come on, Kelsey. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody else. Come on. I'm coming because I can't do it by myself. I'm coming because I want God to deliver me. I want God to break that stronghold that he's tormenting my soul with. Come on. Come on, praise God. My hallelujah. Come on. Right now, please step out. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we are. There's hearts going to go right back home. You're going to go right back and grind tomorrow. When God said, I delivered you if you just let me. There's some young people here. You You cannot get past the place. He pulls your string and you're devoured over and over. Come on, we ain't gonna tear you much longer. Hallelujah, come on. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus.